Is this a ringtone or the movie? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so you cannot start a panel better than that, except for one giant applause for our panelists. <laughs> You brought tools? That's a pun, by the way. That's a pun, by the way. Stop, I'm sorry. I get told I'm a tool fairly frequently. <laughs> well, I well, guess so. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm just going to let you introduce yourselves and start heading into our discussion. So, starting with... Oh, I'm starting? You're starting. Oh, hi. You're in the unfortunate close-to-me spot, so... Hello. <laughs> Audience. Hi, I'm uh, Arthur Trouts, and I got um, winged in, luckily, at the last minute, and I'm very glad they let me do that. I mean, um, that I was able to help, uh, and I love the Avengers and have been reading it since I inherited my mother's Avengers comic books from the 60s and 70s, and seen the movie three or four, uh, four times, bloody loved it, and a huge uh, Whedon fan, I'm glad to be here. My name is Shelby McBride. I'm the president of the Arizona Browncoats. I got winged in here about a half hour ago myself. All right. Can you all hear me now? Get the little phones there? Okay. My name is Shelby. I am the president of the Arizona Browncoats. I was asked to be on the panel about a half hour ago. Uh, for those who don't know, Beth Nelson was supposed to be here. She had a death in the family, so she was unable, hence why we were all wrangled in here. This is her representative. So this is... <laughs> no, she didn't. Her, her grandma did. <laughs> so this is her representative. Hi, everyone. I'm Johnny Carwell. I am a representative of the AZ Avengers costuming group. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Booth number? Wow. Don't have a booth number. But we're right next, we're right next to the uh, JLAZ as well as the Ghostbusters. So if you want to find our booth, it's just, just look for the giant Statue of Liberty. You, you, you literally cannot miss it straight up. If you, yeah. Get pictures with this guy later. Best photo yes. ops ever right there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we got the, the um, X-Men Mansion Gates as our booth, so be sure to check that out. But um, yeah, I've so, uh, been a fan of the Avengers, like, since forever, um, you know, seeing the movie about a good three times and cannot wait to talk about it with you guys. So let's get this discussion going. But first, you have to do some first. So, hey, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> My name is Raymond Wolf. I'm with the uh, Arizona Browncoats. And uh, like Shelby said, we're taking over for the Austin Browncoats right now. Um, very unfortunate circumstance. But yes, we, we all love the Avengers, we're here for that, and we're here to talk about, you know, the, the heroes, the villains, why Spider-Man and uh, Wolverine and the Beast weren't in it, um, <laughs> what you didn't like about the movie, if anything, I know, it's hard to, to come up with anything, um, maybe the Easter eggs that were on the other DVDs, uh, how it all came together, uh, stuff like that, really. And of course, uh, that Joss Whedon is awesome, and we all want him to do a second one and where it might go in the future. Was that talking enough? I told you I get sidetracked. <laughs> really easy. <laughs> so, should I just start off with the simple question? Uh, what did you think about the movie? <laughs> well, that's a little bit premature. <laughs> Well, I saw it in 3D. How about, how about we say it's the best movie of the summer so far and probably will be the best movie of the summer, but unless you're time traveling, which I have to talk to you if you do time travel because I have somebody who needs some help. Um, I, don't think the, I don't think the TARDIS is a hat. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to know how we're going to... Last year Anyways, was a motorcycle. Avengers, yes. So, so um, let's, just, let's just start from that. And also, I would just like to put it out there, because it's the well-done moment of, the, of this thing before I even go any further. There's going to be spoilers. I was in one earlier where we had to walk around the spoilers, and um, I don't really feel like doing that. 
So um, I I'm will just spoil you. I'm just gonna say this right now, and I hear I'll, I'll hear some applause. Swarma, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is uh, this is your car. Let's drive it. <laughs> oh, I saw it in 3D. It was awesome in 3D. The trailers uh, before it were horrible. Uh, some Tim Burton thing. I don't know. I I got distracted. But uh, oh, and then Batman too. I had to. I had to leave for that one. So like That's Batman. Not bad. But yeah. Though, so then after I saw it in 3D, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> then I had to go see it at the Cine Capri, and it was actually even better. Yeah, because yeah, I saw more stuff and I realized, oh, that's that dude that did that thing that one time with Joss on Dollhouse, which was the Six Degrees of Joss Whedon panel, which was awesome too. Which is later. Oh no, we already did that one. That, that one happened already. Oh, oh, yeah. Getting Jost is next. I was at the <laughs> Yeah, getting Jost. Which Agent Coulson. After oh, we found Agent. out his name. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, let's let's have a, a moment of silence for Agent Coulson, please. Like bend down. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. It's yeah, a job. Neither they never come. Yeah, yeah. Except it's a vampire. Yeah. So I actually want your <clears throat> honest opinion on that one. Mm-hmm. Having done it both ways, would you say that you liked the 2D version better than the 3D version? No. Okay. Yes. No. I, I mean, I, I I saw more the second time, but if I'd seen mm-hmm. it in 3D again. I probably would have noticed that more stuff the too. second time. Yeah. On, honestly, like the 2D, 3D format wasn't really a factor. The fact that we ha- actually have an Avengers movie at all. <laughs> it, could be a, it could be in 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, whatever D it wants. It's still going to be an awesome ride. So. I would have watched one in 8-bit or, or like, you okay. know. Okay. Okay. If anybody knows how to do like Flash or whatever, please make an 8-bit version of the Avengers. 8-bit like, Avengers would be awesome. Make, make Iron Man like into like a little Mega Man figure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Link has a bow. He could be Hawkeye. Link as Hawkeye. It's it's, it's it's always on YouTube. Remember like, the next rule. Yeah, if it isn't, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and then rule thirty-five. There's a pony version of it. Or oh, good. Uh, no, no, no. no. I, we don't I, say well, out loud what rule thirty-five is. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yes, yes. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot. Eh. Anyway, Avengers. <laughs> so, so, um, what did we feel from the beginning worked the best? I think, uh, honestly, the build-up. Like, I think it was really smart for Marvel and Paramount to get all those movies together to build the hype for the mo- for you know Avengers. You know, you got Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and so forth, and it had like you know like the best narrative. And it you know went into the other and so forth. So and I love like waiting at the end of each movie to see like the best like um you know the hidden endings and everything and so forth. Yeah, the reason uh, we couldn't get Spider Man and like Wolverine and stuff in it is because uh, Spider Man is Sony. Spider Man is owned by Sony right now. Uh, I believe that's why they're rebooting it right now uh, for the Amazing Spider Man. And the X Men was Fox. So that's why, you know, they couldn't make an appearance, which was really smart for Marvel to do all of the Iron Man, Hulk, um, Thor, you know, all that stuff before the Avengers, so they could control it when the Avengers actually came out and then made a billion dollars and Battleship can go die in a fire. (laughs) (laughs) With Michael Um, Bay. Excuse me, everybody along the walls. um, We have seats, if everybody could squeeze in a bit. Uh, We're all friends here. We want to try and fill the seats. You're accepted. Along the walls. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> One of us. Is this mic on? Oh, okay, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the gains are kind of low, so you got a little bit closer than you expect them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come drink the Kool Aid. It's right there. Dude, we have Kool Aid? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Purple drink. Ooh, purple drink? Where? 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 I'm sorry I had to do that. That was a brilliant point, though. Yeah. Uh, bringing it all together mm-hmm. and taking the time and the, the commitment to a story with long legs is something that Hollywood is terrified of, even though it usually makes the most money. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're lucky that Lord of the Rings happened so that 
people have seen, it's okay to plan six years for your return on investment. It's going to happen if you do it right. Mm -hmm. You get a good property, you plan for it, it works out. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what worked so great in the Avengers. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to waste any time with origin story. Mm -hmm. So frustrating when you're like, we know the character. You don't have to tell us who Batman is. We know. You don't have to tell us who Spider-Man is. We all know who Spider-Man is. Get to the punching. Yeah, it's almost like... It's, it's, it's almost like if you remember like the 90s X-Men cartoons. Like, previously on X-Men, we know, let's just get to it. We know. <laughs> I think that worked really well in Dr. Horrible, though, because they didn't spend too much time on origin. They just got straight to Captain Hammer punching Dr. Horrible. They got to the punching, yeah. exactly. People love the punching. Who doesn't? <laughs> That's, that's why I brought that up. Is, um, so I, I believe that Marvel is trying to reboot Spider-Man specifically so that they will have more control over it and get it back from Sony. And I think they may have been trying to do the same thing with uh, Paramount and X-Men First Class mm -hmm. compared to the X-Men movies I pretend don't exist as a huge X-Men nerd. Um, that's a different panel, we'll argue there. <laughs> I already covered that. My, the world in my head is different. There was no <laughs> Honestly, can you guys in the back here move up? We have seats. No, we 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 are trying to get additional microphones um, at the moment. This looks like bingo. <laughs> this looks like bingo. Yeah, we've got you seats there. We've got two here. There's uh, one or two there. There's four right there. <laughs> And also, in my world, James Cameron directed Transformers. <laughs> what are you talking about? There was that no Transformers was movie. <laughs> All right, so let's get back on top. All right, back to the <laughs> yeah. Assemble! <laughs> All right, where, what was the question? Oh, right, uh, he had brought up what did we think was the... Un you know what? <laughs> as long as he's not here, I'm going to take his mic. Hey guys, uh, he, hey. his question was, uh, what do you think was the best element of the movie that made it work so great? And wonderful point there was that it was the prep of the other movies ahead of time. If we were to remove that, what would you say else stuck out about the Avengers versus so many other superhero movies that are either all right or, uh, I don't know, let's, let's say Ghost Rider. Um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., hands down. Robert Downey Jr. I saw it for him. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Mark Ruffalo, he hit it right out of the park. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I feel for him. He had, like, a lot to handle because, you know, the Hulk is, you know, iconic figure. The past two movies were hit or miss. Actually, let's just say Incredible Hulk. I'm trying to forget the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Where he had daddy issues, okay. and he I fought a giant Edward poodle. Norton as the Hulk, but yeah. I heard that, uh, like I read this online, that um, Mark Ruffalo and Edward Norton are friends, and uh, Mark Ruffalo was not going to take the role. He was going to say, like, hey, why aren't you giving this to Edward Norton? But mm. Edward Norton and Joss Whedon don't get along together. I don't know. There's issues there. They need a tissue for their issues. But, <laughs> but Mark Ruffalo That's a and rhyme. Edward Norton are friends, and so Edward Norton said to Mark Ruffalo, You'd be an idiot to turn this down. Take it. So you have Mark Ruffalo. So it was like a, basically a passing the torch or passing the gamma radiation. So, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, uh, his um, portrayal of Doctor Banner, like you could definitely, because you know Mark Ruffalo, who's not really known, you know, in mainstream films, mostly like he does indie films. So he definitely brought that the acting, like the the powerful emotion into his character. And um, one of my favorite lines and probably going to paraphrase this, when uh, he's about to get transformed into the Hulk against, like, the final battle and everything. He's like, you know, that's the thing. I'm always angry. Like, that just sent chills down my spine like this. And you know what? I, another interesting point is that um, I think they might be going into the Professor Hulk or Bruce Banner Hulk persona because, as you notice, he had, like, a lot more personality. He was a lot more... It wasn't just Hulk smash and all. He was a lot more... A bit more calculating and everything. So I really do hope they do the Professor Hulk style. Because so, that was actually my favorite literation of him. So. I Can I jump in on that one? Into that. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so everyone noticed that uh, Tony Stark was 
just poking and prodding Bruce yeah. Banner. Yeah. Do you know why? Literally. Do you know why? Science bros. <laughs> because he has the same kind of alternate personality. Except the opposite. Except the opposite. Tony is the Hulk and Iron Man is the Bruce Yes, Tony is the monster, whereas, you know, the other guy is the monster. And Iron Man is the man that Tony Stark wants to become. So he's trying to figure out... What is his secret? A huge bag of weed? <laughs> that, that would explain the green, so. Yes. <laughs> but See, I, would, I would slightly have a different take on that. I think that um, Tony Stark was doing it because he's an unmitigated scientist. And we've seen that he has no concept of safety. <laughs> He's su- and that's what, I love that interpretation of Tony Stark, and I'll have to agree with you on the Robert Downey Jr. thing. Junie? Robert Downey Jr. thing <laughs> is his interpretation of Tony Stark. He made genius manly, which was amazing. Yes. and he can't help but be that scientist. That's why he didn't just poke him; he poked him, and then he got really close. Like I got to see it happen. <laughs> Maybe just a little in the eyes. Straight up, I was expecting Tony Stark to have like a troll face whenever he's poking him. You mad, bro? You mad, bro? Well, also, if his inventions don't work, he's not going to be around because they're high energy experiments, so he's not going to be around to worry about it. So you might as well forget about safety. I guess if you haven't died yet doing the kind of thing Tony Stark does, you sort of don't care. You he's, know? Got that, he's got Chances swagger. of me dying are slim, I bet. He's <laughs> He's a honey badger. Iron badger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just listening to the band. Oh, uh, back to Galaga, actually. <laughs> so, do you realize how clever that foreshadowing was? You're, you're probably too young for Galaga, but, but everyone else here that's played Galaga, them coming out of the sky, just hordes of aliens flooding down. <laughs> That was Galaga. He was telling you the end of the movie right there. And no one noticed. Yes. Well, no, the dude was preparing because he knew it was coming. They they, they couldn't say he was a mutant because mutants are owned by Fox, but yeah, that dude was totally psychic. (laughs) Mutants owned by Fox. I I just would like to interject a little bit of trivia here. Um, Actually, no, no, it's it's nothing important. Yes, it is. Um, (laughs) Just if you go out and buy the Lego set of the Helicraft. Um, my son and I figured this out. We put it together, and at the very, very top, you have to put on a sticker. It just happens to be a Galaga. So uh, this, is the, uh, this is just how, um, how much fun Lego must have in their development, is they took a part that was about this big and then uh, put a sticker on it, which is actually pretty darn cool. So that was mine. I'm sorry to have interrupted the cool part for... My part. Yeah, but um, about mutants being owned by Fox, there's been talks about having, um, like, Pietro and Wanda Maximoff in the second one, maybe, but they cannot refer to them as mutants or as offspring of Magneto because those are Fox properties. Literally, the word mutant can't be said. Yes. (laughs) So if you think mutant, think Fox. This guy's really fast, but he's not a mutant. Yeah, metahuman, you know, or control, you know, whatever. Yes, I love Scarlet Witch. Oh. So does Pietro. Yes. Oh. <laughs> if you can't keep it in your pants, keep it in the family. Oh. <laughs> it worked for the Lannisters. <laughs> yeah, the Maximal, the fem- Maximal family tree is just like a single branch. So. <laughs> single branch. Uh, good times, good times. Yeah, she could actually be played by Lena Headey, too. <laughs> Cersei Lannister. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> so, did we cover Loki yet? No. no. Yet. So, was he a strong enough villain for this movie? Yes. Yes. Was. yes. Something. Something about Loki does something with the ladies. I don't know how. <laughs> okay. On, on, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen him. Like I don't. Anyway. <laughs> but no. Yeah. I'm a. I'm a. The first time I went to go see Thor, um, I brought my f- uh, friend along, and 
after the after we saw the movie, she cannot stop talking about Loki. He's like, oh my god, Loki, Loki. And I just met her today, and she's like, is Loki around? Loki? Is it Loki? <laughs> and cut to, we go see the Avengers, AZA, AZA and I, we go see Avengers, and again, same thing happens with our Black Widow. Oh my God, Loki. <laughs> so so uh, men, like if you have any girlfriends or wives that haven't seen Avengers, beware. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> now, as the lone woman up here, okay. <laughs> I have to interject. <laughs> I may be one of the few, but I was not all gaga over Loki. The few, the proud. The few. (laughs) I was one of the few. Oh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth for you, you know. And you're saying that like it's a bad thing. Huge bulge. I don't know. I'm a clever guy. I don't have the muscles. (laughs) The dude was a god. Was it like? Was it like? If you're a god, Ray, you say yes. Yes. It's, it's like it's like the new way of saying yeah. I'm with the band, you know. <laughs> so Shelby, um, what about Loki? What, why do you not have that drive that apparently everybody else does? Not me, because I watched the movie not for not for Loki. I watched it because it was awesome. The second awesome. time I watched it, I watched it for Loki. Every time was for Iron Man. I love the character, and I love the, uh, how the actor played the character. But for me, he was too skinny, and I thought his hair was greasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I kind of can, can get back. I can get behind that. Um. No. I'd like to uh, get to the question of, was he a strong enough villain? Um, yeah. Do do we have a lot of old school Avengers fans in the room who've read for a while? Remember, Loki's this ain't his first rodeo. He'd been doing this a while, and I loved the way that they actually played his personality, so that he was still this sort of slimy, conniving thing, mm-hmm. and yet I believed him as a real threat. Mm-hmm. He managed to convey, "I'm the manipulator in the background. I'm not really going to take most of you one on one." But I am not scared at all of any of you. Until. Yeah. Until. Until. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the, yeah, by the way, it's like, yeah, that, that whole scene, that whole scene, remind, it was like straight out of Marvel versus Capcom, just him doing his hyper move and everything. Hyper combo finish! But... Uh, <laughs> But, but it, it was amazing. You see Loki. You know Loki's going to get his butt whooped, but you thought it was just going to be like a simple punch or anything. He got literally smacked down. Like, The Rock would be proud. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually read that the actor Mark Ruffalo modeled the Hulk after his child. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I believe he was eight. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that an E or an aw? I couldn't tell. You <laughs> aw. I thought it was nifty they managed to give every one of the Avengers a chance to beat Loki at some point. Yeah. Every single one of them beat him in some fashion mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Now, the Black Widow did it the best in my... Well, no, the Hulk did it the best. Black oh Widow, second best yeah. of all of them. She did it the smartest, not the strongest. Well, well that's the thing, is yeah. that was his thing. That was why he was doing all of this, and he was such a good threat, was he had these machinations that were so well thought out and so far-reaching. So he's like, yeah, all right, you caught me. You can kill me in an instant. I'm fine with this. I'm playing my mind games. Mm-hmm. Totally the Infinity Gem in that stupid thing, by the way. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. totally. And then Black Widow out-mind gamed the god of trickery. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome is yeah. that? <laughs> but... What's up? Oh, my God. <laughs> look, what you, look what you did. Everyone's, everybody was hyped up. You had to do the Skyrim joke. We're like, oh. <laughs> as long as that's happened, I now have to say it. Have you guys seen the meme where it's just Loki doing the eyes? And it says, I used to be a god. Then I took a Hulk to the everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, 
my my new favorite meme it's a uh, um you know the actor the main actors and like the regular clothing they're doing like this whole like bro point to the camera thing and it's like batman your move yeah, yeah. or boom pregnant <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they got to. Mm. Make strange. a million for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen uh, like the cast picture of the Avengers and then it has Captain Hammer over in the corner like really well photoshopped? Yeah. It's awesome. On- honestly, if they are going to do the Infinity Gauntlet uh, storyline, uh, they have to have Adam Warlock in there. Like He was pretty much the centerpiece, but I have no idea who, who could portray Adam Warlock, you know, with the same conviction, with the same Johnny Depp as Adam Warlock, <laughs> you know. Okay. I, 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 Walken. <laughs> wait, wait. Can you imagine Christopher Walken? We have to find Infinity Gem. W- wow. Kind of. Um, you know, he, he may have had a lot of uh, plans and plots going on, but he was still somebody's puppet. Uh, he was Thanos' puppet at the end, as we find out, because I said there would be spoilers. So, so we have an even bigger villain to look forward to. Now that the Avengers have proven themselves that they have something to avenge, then they're going to get their asses kicked, mm-hmm. and then they're going to kick some ass, and it'll go straight to the punching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to bring up something that is a really, really clever line that I missed the first time, uh, and it really only works if you know the Avengers' history and, and Thanos' history in general. Yeah. Um, so Thanos is, you know, in love with death. Yeah, the personification of death. And at the end, he says, to attack them would be to court death. And what does Thanos do? Yeah, he smiles. He's like, that's great! That's exactly what I'm looking to do. Like, I date next Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, the universe is doomed if Thanos doesn't get a hookup, so. (laughs) And he was directly involved with the Infinity Gauntlet, if I remember correctly. Right. Which you actually see a brief glimpse of it in the Thor movie, so, yeah. Oh, she had a question. I hope so. Mm. <laughs> so the question was, if uh, they've, uh, are they going to bring back uh, Loki for the next for the next movie? And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're not. They're playing. He's supposed to come back in Thor two. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he can get you know his ass whooped all over the place in whatever movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to ask a question to the crowd. What do you guys think of the name Thor two? Like. I don't like just throwing a number onto the end of these things. Thor I like two, even more Thor. <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 hold on. He just totally stole my joke there. Thor two, the reckoning. Thor two, something, something. A clever punchline. We're running out of ideas for Paramount. So. Thor one, you're gonna have a bad time. Thor two, even Thorier. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another. <laughs> Thor two, oblivion. You're right. We could do this forever. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really hope that uh, in Thor 2 they, they have the, um, the little joke that was in one of the comics I can't remember which one but it was a direct reference to Captain Hammer thank you for bringing that up That where he, he goes uh, these be not the hammer I speaketh of oh. All right. mm. yeah. oh. awesome Thor 2 hammer time <laughs> <laughs> my work you here is win. done you win my work here is done no. <laughs> Oh, just screaming at him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
No, actually, that's exactly what it was, is he was in a state of shock. He wasn't dead, dead. He was just in a state of shock there. And that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. that, you know, a bigger, that's what you have to do. They didn't have a defibrillator on hand. Yeah, because he's stuck in the suit, so you can't tell. (laughs) There's going to be a million... (laughs) That's what I was hoping for. There's going to be a million psychological thesis papers on the bro mentality of the Hulk after this. More like the bromance mentality. Uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hi. What's up? How are you doing? I just have to know, what did you think of the scene where they're all eating? I thought, thought, no, no. I thought, honestly, I thought that was a brilliant scene because you had, like, all this chaosity, you know, you have, like, interdimensional portals, aliens attacking. It was just nice to actually see them just chill for once. To actually just eat at a table, kind of like how our friends do at Denny's, and just look at each other like, so, you okay? <laughs> but yeah. uh, he was still in shock. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how like the proprietors were just standing behind them, sweeping and just cleaning up. You know, because in the Marvel universe, you know that's how it works. So blown up. You clean up, you fall down seven times, stand up eight. I have to think that, you know, Pepper Posh just walks over him and says, get it together, demigod. So. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Um, so, you know, the course could be Avengers 2 and stuff. Mm-hmm. What kind of other Avengers are you going to be thinking of doing? Like, like an Ant-Man, Black Panther, 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 <laughs> I seriously, I seriously want to see Black Panther in there. And um, in fact, I would love to see um, Demon Hansu, who you might know from the Blood Diamond, as Black Panther. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're working on an Ant Man script. Yeah. An Ant Man script. That's yeah. Really yeah. To my interest. Mm-hmm. So, can we get two gun kitty in the next time? <laughs> I would that. Ro- the one in the robe? Yes, you. They actually used the metaphor of the movie between Loki saying with the machine and Boot. You think that was sort of a giveaway saying this is what's to come? No. Uh, on it. Well, I mean, like, there, there, there were, like, some, like, little references and everything, and they. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Honestly, yeah, honestly, I think you have to take it with a grain of salt. It could be a reference to what's to come, or it could be, hey, let's just throw this in for fan service sake. So. I just... <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to happen. Yeah. That, that part's not in debate. It's just... Mm. What are they talking it's about? It's going like to A happen. sci-fi original movie, or... Oh, God. Because I, I don't know. So there's going to be the knockoff sci-fi movie that's in the $2 DVD bin and then the actual Ant-Man movie. Oh, I would love an like irredeemable Ant-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the back. Yes. Ah. Yes. He's owned by Sony. Yeah. And that's why they're rebooting that with the amazing Spider-Man. And I'm glad they are. And, on, and honestly, like, if Marvel gets all the movie rights to, like, you know, you know Spider-Man, X-Men... And did they get the movie rights to a Fantastic Four back yet? Or they ah dang it! But if they get if they basically get all those movie rights, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe will feel more of a Marvel universe, not just like one section. Like you have like the whole the whole deal there. Funny you yeah. bring up Fantastic Four though. Mm-hmm. Isn't it so weird that Captain America looks so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> you know, can't you just see him going? Blame on. Although I will say, in uh, in the Captain America movie, there was another Human Torch that was before the Fantastic Four Human Torch that was a an android, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you can see that on display when uh, Tony Stark's dad is about to demonstrate the levitating car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's in a it's in a display case 
and I, I can't remember what it says, but it's there. It's the Human Torch like Android thing, which could later become the Vision Android mm-hmm. after maybe Tony Stark invents it and programs it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. In the back, yes. No. Joss Whedon kills people. Yeah. He kills yeah. everyone you love, and they stay down. Except Spike. I still miss Walsh. Not George R. R. Martin, but those come back as ice zombies. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it, was, it was pretty good. It was a good balance. I think it, was, it, it set up a mystery, a relationship. It, it hinted at that, and it made you want to know more, which I thought was good without actually going too in depth. Although I think there's, uh, I heard that the DVD release of the Avengers is going to have like a half hour of deleted scenes or something. Mm-hmm. I'm down for yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, there were. I've heard talks of a Black Widow movie. So, yeah, <laughs> I want ten of them <laughs> in a row. I watched just a movie of her running. <laughs> we all would. I don't know about Director of Shield, yeah. but she could take Agent Coulson's spot for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not dead yet. <laughs> He's dead. Charles Wayden kills people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my my oh, mine is like um, uh, like he, when he referred to Thor as Point Break, that was the greatest. <laughs> <one. laughs> and uh, Hawkeye is Legolas, or the, the, like. See, see, that's just an example of Joss Whedon's writing. He's gonna cram in as much pop culture references in there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Your move, reindeer games. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I, ap- I approve. Done. I've had enough movie that. Oh wow. <laughs> have, have we discussed Joss yet? Have we uh, brought him into the mix more than just bringing him every once in a while? I've been yeah. discussing him all weekend with yeah. anybody that would listen loudly <laughs> and at length. <laughs> all right. So obviously he was. He was. From what we can see, he was the best choice for the movie. Um, I've noticed a lot of things online regarding him as a cult director or a cult cult person before this, and now he's hit the big 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 times. Those people obviously never actually saw anything he ever did. Correct. Um, How I know that I've kind of already we've already kind of answered this question, but let's, let's step back. How did he do? For this movie, for this universe, are we wanting to see more movies written by him, or do we want to see more movies like I don't know, Iron Man Two? Iron Man was good. It was. I mean, uh, it was. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. John Favreau. Yeah. John Favreau. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the people that are saying that about Joss Whedon never tried to play Six Degrees of Joss Whedon because you can usually get it in like two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which we, we, we were stumped earlier by Humphrey Bogart. How do you connect Humphrey Bogart? We got it in like four connections to Joss Whedon. Can you get to but, Steve Martin? Yeah. Oh, probably in like two. But uh, <laughs> that's a different panel. <laughs> but it made like a billion dollars. So I think that we're probably going to see more like that. I mean, um, I did. I think he did a fine job. I mean, he already had you know immense comic book cred when he worked with on the uh, new X Men series a couple of years ago. Yeah, and so it, it really was. I love Colossus. <laughs> okay, he came back. I'll give you that. After Stan yeah. Lee said nobody, he's never coming back. Joss is like, oh yeah. <laughs> but like you know. The strength in the movie, you know, it was the dialogue, it was the interactions, you know, with Iron Man and Hulk and everything that we discussed earlier. I mean... Also, Joss has a a great, great experience. Like, everything he's ever done is an ensemble cast. Bucky Mm -hmm. had the Scooby gang. Mm -hmm. Angel had whatever twits like Cordelia were working with him and Mm -hmm. Wesley. And Mm -hmm. honestly, seriously, he could do so much better. Mm -hmm. He's a vampire. Come on. (laughs) Um, Firefly, nine people on a crew and the ship. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the Avengers, it's, it's an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. It's Joss Whedon's strength. Mm-hmm. 
Plus the dog. Well, I'd like oh, to add something to that, actually. I go to these movies with my 65-year-old mother, who totally geeked out at Iron Man, which was probably my best part of the movie. She gets there and goes, oh, Iron Man! <laughs> my mother is a closet geek. She doesn't like to admit it, but she is. I always catch her with Chuck marathons. <laughs> I can always tell how she's getting through the writing of a movie is if she's asking me questions or not. We'd go watch Star Trek, and, and she's like, oh, the poor little, poor little Klingon. That's a Romulan mom. <laughs> oh, the poor little Romulan. So she would ask me questions during the movie. She did not ask one question. During the Avengers, she got it all. And that's how I knew the writing was Joss Whedon. He, it was brilliant marketing, actually, because he can apply everything to a broad demographic. You, the kids can get it. The adults can get it. There's things that, you know, pop culture references that we were talking earlier. It just, you can, that's why it worked, I believe, is that it just apply, it just appealed to a huge demographic. All right, you've had your hand up for a while, so... Makes absolute sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, I was hoping that um, they would touch into their friendship and everything because it's it's one of, like, the most well-known friendships in the Marvel Universe, even, like, after all the stuff happened between them in Civil War and everything. War, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, just, you know, just taking it stride, just take it slow out a while, like, you know, help them build up the rapport, and then, you know... Probably in the next movie, we'll see them, you know, at Starbucks, <laughs> having frappuccinos and everything. But on shield design. exactly. But I think it was handled well. And I mean, like you did see that um, that partnership between them when the Shield Helicarrier was under attack, and you know Iron Man was directing him, like, "All right, get that switch there. Like, which one? You see the red switch there? Pull it." <laughs> Yeah, because you don't, because you don't, you you know, you know the you know the friendship is there, but you do not want to force it. Kind of like what they did in Star Wars with the romance between Anakin and Padme. So, yeah, you don't want to rush it. What movie yeah. was that? in? George Lucas died in the mid '80s. Really? I th- I heard they. I grew up. Yeah. Really? Because I heard they froze his head like Walt Disney. I'm so. right there with you. <laughs> Because he's not really that flawed. He's such a goody-goody, you know, he has, you know, super strength, agility, all that stuff. He's the best a man can be, even if he doesn't have, like, electronics training like Tony Stark does. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Tony Stark is definitely flawed. Like, he's the monster. And uh, so that's why I think they didn't get along this time that well. Although, that just means that Captain America has further to fall, knowing Joss, and uh, that Captain, or that uh, Iron Man will work on himself and become a little better. Mm-hmm. You've been waiting. Go ahead. Um, I really like the writing of the movie. It was like when uh, Tony Stark's dad was bringing out Captain America and they were talking about and uh, Captain America and Iron Man were talking about like, who's Captain America? The guy my dad was so excited about how we were talking about it. And I thought the writing was really good but it all came together from all the other movies. Mm-hmm. That's a really great point. Mm-hmm. And they do a wonderful job with the Captain America person. Because the danger of a Captain America person, which is actually why the movie itself impressed me, um, is just like with a Superman movie, you have the Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. You have the ultimate Boy Scout. How do you make that interesting? Superman's not interesting. And <laughs> in the Captain America movie and in the Avengers, I gave a, I gave a damn. You know, I actually liked the Captain America person mm-hmm. in the Avengers and in the Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And that was... There was a turning point where I, I, I was okay about the Captain America movie, but when they throw down the dud grenade and everyone else runs away and he jumps on it, I was like, I'm going to buy this movie. Yeah. DVD. Yeah. Twice. Honestly, honestly, like, honestly, like, you know, what makes him, like, you know, the ultimate Boy Scout, but the likable Boy Scout is his heart, his determination. Like, even when he was a sickly, like, you know, pint-sized guy, he still wanted to fight. And you admire his character even more in the Avengers because, you know, he just got thawed out. He's in a world that he cannot recognize, but he's still going to keep moving on because that's his duty. That's his job. He's a, he's a super soldier. Yeah. So. And it wasn't even that he wanted to fight. It was yeah. that he would not back down yeah. from doing good. From that, a fight, he probably couldn't yeah. win. That's yes. Yeah, that scene where, there, where it was him, Hawkeye, and Black Widow, they're about to board that one jet. And one of the shield agents was like, oh, but sir, you can't go on here. He was like, son, not now. 
He totally just went like old school drill sergeant on him. It was amazing. It is. With regards to the writing, they kept him so beautifully in character. Mm -hmm. That's the darkening that's happening to him is he's lost the shine of America off himself. Like, he still wants to be, he wants America to be the America he wanted to be. He wants to be that Captain America, but he's not so happy with it at the moment. That actually brings up um, what I've heard about Captain America 2, is that it's going to be like a a darker, more dialogue-driven story uh, without a lot of punching and stuff. It's going to be definitely a lot of character development to make him more flawed and uh, interesting. Well, it's kind of an, it's almost like Angel in the Angel series, where Captain America says, yes, this is all messed up, and it's not as good as it should be, but it should be. And I'm going to keep fighting for that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so Captain like, America's going to sleep with somebody and become, you know, Captain <laughs> Americus. Captain <laughs> Americus? Come on, you want to see an evil, soulless Captain America as much as I, would, I do. I'd be like, woo, Captain Americus! That, so- that sounds like the most twisted fanfic ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all ours. It's all ours. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I mean, like they did, they did like build that partnership between them. So it would be a nice touch to actually see Bruce Banner in Iron Man three. I'm not sure if he's going to Hulk out, but to see them in, to, to see him in there would be a nice nice thing to see. CGI is expensive. Yeah. For science. Science. It works. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Sorry, I should have said Iron Person. <laughs> I'm not. I thought he was awesome. I, I love Jeremy Renner. He is such an incredible actor, and it's, it's awesome that he's finally, you know, getting a spotlight because he's one of, like, those character actors. You've seen him, but you don't know who he is, but he always gr- brings a great performance, and I love that first shot of him where he's in the rafters just watching, and I loved his cameo in Thor. It was amazing. Yeah. No, that that scene in the rafters. Yeah. I hated him the moment I saw him. Something about his face <laughs> and his character. I was like, no, no, <laughs> this didn't happen. Shunned, 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 non-believer. <laughs> well, there you go. You just got shown. What do you say now? <laughs> Raymond, you're walking home. <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Not right. um, uh, you. Oh, that confused me. Cause, uh, is there any part of the movie that you didn't like? Hawkeye. Like, okay. <laughs> 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 All right, mister. For Samuel Jackson, how he looked like he was about to cry 90% of the time. <laughs> I didn't. Look at his good eye when he's talking. Look at his good eye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the brother don't. He doesn't cry. He's Afro Samurai, in my opinion. <laughs> he's Afro Yeah. 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 But he did. He was just tired uh, of those snakes on the helicarrier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but um, he does raise a good point. Um, but I looked at it as like, you know, not like about to cry, but he, it's like he said, like you made me very desperate. Like he is at the bowling point. He's he, determined. He was determined. Like he's, he's basically like a supervisor where at a construction site where everything is going to hell. And so he had to get everything up. He had to make sure that this team was, you know, uh, worked as a team instead of a time bomb, like uh, Bruce Banner said. And I love the fact that he actually used those cars, those vintage cars that Agent Coulson had as a way to drive them to become a team. Like, see, that was brilliant there, so. Yeah. I didn't think he was crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, he was portraying that he was just exhausted physically, mentally. And Exhausted. when you see the depth of how much he was trying to hold and mm-hmm. keep secret, mm-hmm. he's trying to do the right thing, but he's having to do the not-so-right thing, and he's trying to play all these games at the same time. And he's got the console on his back about it and everything. So, but The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Mm-hmm. Wrong panel. <laughs> <laughs> back. The fact that when Thor came in and he fought Captain America and Iron Man, they learned a lot of things that if you if Thor shoots the lightning in Iron Man, 400 percent. That was. And then that was. Thing, if Thor shoots the lightning in Iron Man, 
Thor smacks down on Captain America's hammer, cosmic explosion happens. They didn't utilize that what they learned in that fight team again when they could have made a lot of people. Yeah, that was like mm-hmm. a big sonic rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really, honestly, yeah, going back to like the Captain America Thor fight, it just reminded me of Pokemon. Thor uses Thundershock. It wasn't effective. It wasn't effective. It wasn't effective. <laughs> Eyes. Odin used all of all of his power. Yes, mm-hmm. dark power. Dark yeah, magic. You don't mess with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Sorry. How did you feel about the cinematography? I'm a cinematography person, and I loved how they filmed it. It was just mm-hmm. it was so pretty and amazing. I don't notice good. it if it's good. I really only notice cinematography if it's really bad. Yeah. And they should feel bad. I actually noticed that it looked like Queen. I don't know if he used a regular cinematographer or whatever, but if you look at this, if you look at Dollhouse, if you look at even Cabin in the Woods, you can visually <laughs> detect similarities in the way the camera moves and the way that the shots are lined up, and it worked brilliantly. And if you want to see more Chris Hemsworth, go see Cabin in the Woods. Go see Cabin in the Woods or Chris Hemsworth's scene. And a unicorn. You know the scene. And a unicorn. And a unicorn. You have to go see Cabin in the Woods. Green. Uh, on the cinematography point, there, there was that one shot where uh, it's, it's like going through all of New York, where it's one of them, like, I think it's first, like, Captain America, Iron Man, and Hawkeye. Control the continuous shots. Yeah. That was really reminiscent yeah. of the first nine minutes of Serenity. Because mm-hmm. that was like a continuous shot. There was one little break, but you never noticed that. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to the boba. Only rumor and not nearly enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. he's getting his own Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Avengers made a billion dollars. They'd be dumb not to make a <laughs> Make all the movies. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, white hair. Everybody. Like a like a little bit of reference to the Civil War storyline, or hmm. that yeah, ending it, credits really it, reminded me yeah. of the end of Boondock Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about them? Oh, they're a menace to society. Oh, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joss Whedon loves to if sorry. If Whedon gets to direct that one again or write it, which they'd be ridiculous not to do that. It's in his contract, isn't it, that he gets the sequel? I think so. Yeah. Um, I know they, they will. signed Mark Ruffalo for like three Hulk <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah, he signed up for three Hulk movies. Um, <laughs> if it is Joss, then it's guaranteed to be part of it. One of his favorite things to do is to play with your own perception of what's right and what's wrong and social values, make them conflict internally. So you go, yeah, that's awesome. We have superheroes. This is great. We have people who can level buildings doing it on their own accord whenever they want to. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm now conflicted. That's like his favorite thing to do. So, yeah, that'll be huge. I guarantee it in a second move. Before we go any any more questions, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you were just dying to get out there and and make sure we hit before we go? Because we are almost out of time. Fight sequences, final battle, like the choreography and everything was just amazing. Like I loved how, like the final battle is almost like, almost like a dance and everything. Like every move like flowed really well. Like I loved to see how Black Widow fought in her first scene and I loved how they did work as a team and everything. I did want yeah. to tell everybody to look up um, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
basically, like, it's this little short uh, of Agent Coulson, like, driving to Mjolnir, and he goes to this convenience store, you know, he's picking out a bottle of soda, and the convenience store gets held up, or donuts, yeah, that's right, and I'll stop there. You have to see it. Yeah, it's on the DVD disc, but it's on YouTube if you're, if you're. But you should buy the DVDs. Yes. Yeah. In Blu-ray and standard widescreen, you know, all of them. Oh. I just want this young lady's question yeah. answered. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel about Colby Smulders playing Maria Hill? Excellent. Yeah. Honestly. Well chosen. On. on. Uh, honestly, I thought she uh, made a great fit, and she did uh, put a lot into the role. Um, they wanted her to just, you know, be there, you know, just act as a character and everything. She wasn't going to have any stunt sequences or anything, but she still wanted to go through the training. She trained with actual, like, you know, stunt coordinators. She wanted to, she wanted to um, probably learn how to hold a gun. She wanted to make it look as convincing as possible because she is playing a shield agent. So, and plus, it gave birth to my favorite meme: "Kids in 2012, your aunt Robin was with the Avengers." <laughs> I didn't like her at first, but the second time, I was like, I really couldn't think of anybody else doing it now. And I'm so glad they included the character. And you know, Joss Whedon needed more sexy, strong females because that's his favorite thing in the world. Thank goodness for that. But. Maria Hill, as, as, a, as a huge Avengers nerd, I was so happy about that because she's such a badass, and she's so cool, and she's like one of the few female S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that ever gets notoriety and attention and, you know, deserves it. I mean, she's, she's the girl who's like, all right, Captain America, you and me are going to fight now. Like, well, what? <laughs> and no, no, she, I think she did an amazing job with so little screen time. She actually managed to pull off personality just by tiny little words and how she held her character. I'm good. That's what I oh. wanted. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have a few more minutes, so uh, we'll uh, grab. You've had your hand up for a while, so go ahead. No, you, you. Sorry. Yes, you. Yes, I apologize. I agree with that. He had his transformation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah. He got his butt whooped, and then he called down the lightning, and he's like, "Oh, really?" And then he got all the chainmail on there, and it was awesome. I mean, like, this is like this is like a new humble Thor we saw. You know what I mean? And to like try to change his character, even though he went through so much character development, would kind of be a bad bad idea to do. Especially like we touched like we uh, touched earlier the continuity that the movie uh, has and everything that strong continuity. So to have him. Be at first, you know, an arrogant uh, god, and then docile, and then arrogant again. It's plus it let yeah. them get right to the punching. Yeah, <laughs> you're a, you were a big Thor fan. What did you think? I, um, again, like the you know police box said earlier, <laughs> was that he had his transformation in his own movie, and I didn't think any more development needed to happen. I what I loved was that they touched on Jane. Because obviously I was sitting there going, well, is he going to be concerned about her? Mm-hmm. What? And he said he loved her. And then, you know, we put her in a safe place. And I loved how he played that just simple role mm-hmm. where, okay, I'm good. I can now do my job. Mm-hmm. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. Go um, going back to um, the potential for, for Avengers 2, do you think it would, be more, it would be better if they were actually to further expand upon the cosmic universe? Since obviously they've already... Mentioned Thanos and the Shatori scrolls, mm-hmm. and then maybe do something like maybe bring in the Kree, which could also bring in Marvel with this model, or should they do something more um, Earth, like stay on Earth and deal with one of the big threats that they constantly have to do with their like with um, like aim or something? Thanos wants to attack Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I'm hoping for three. There's the scroll. It's gonna it's gonna be Thanos. Yeah. And I'm I'm holding out secret hope that. Um, uh, Miss Marvel will show up. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need. Yes, thank you, and thank you guys. Um, I don't think they need to actually introduce introduce the Kree to introduce Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have good writing, they don't have to go for all the backstory. Just like with Black Widow, yeah, they don't explain everything with Black Widow. They just show and make little subtle hints. So I think they could introduce Miss Marvel as 
space lady with powers. Moving on. Although on the topic of Black Widow, it's great how she was more developed in the Avengers than in Iron Man 2. Yes. Because mm. she was kind of not that awesome in there. I mean, it was still awesome. She was, she was under a secret Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even when and Tony Stark finds out, she's still just like kind of chewing the scenery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest... Yeah, no, it would have taken away from the Iron Man 2 storyline if they had then gone into it. Part of her character in that was the mystery of it, mm-hmm. you know, and the, well, the badass sexy of it. Yeah. I really relate to that part. Yeah. The sexy part? Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> All right, so this is a bad time to bring up that I didn't like the movie. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, actually. Um, I guess that we are unfortunately out of time, so um, sorry. Could you please give her a nice round of applause for our panelists? Thank you for coming.